Hannah Brommer hosts Mornings with Eddie Volkman on Star 96.7, and she also hosts Afternoons on WXLC. She has a great attitude and loves radio. This is from a live stream that we did. How did you um, get into radio? So I originally, when I graduated high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, I thought that I was going to be a teacher. That's what I thought I was going to be. But then I kept changing my mind because everyone's like, oh, you are totally a teacher. Like, I can't picture you doing anything else. So I was kind of listening to like what other people were telling me. They're like, okay. I'm like, they say I should be a teacher. Maybe I should just be a teacher. But that's not really what I wanted to do. So I went to Harper College for two years. It's a community college out in Palatine, Illinois. And I did my gen edge, gen eds to get everything done and, you know, figure out what I wanted to do. And then at one point I thought maybe I'll go into sports management. So, cause I played, I was a college athlete. I played softball mm. and then I ended up interning for the Chicago bandits. They were a professional softball team in Rosemont. And then one day I got to work uh, the championship series and it was, they had ESPN there. So I got to go into the broadcasting truck and I'm like, oh, that would be so fun to do broadcasting. So then fast forward a year, my mom and I were watching the CMAs and I'm like, mom, it would be so cool to be on the radio. Like it was just random. And then I emailed, I went on LinkedIn and I reached out to the people that are all at US 99 in the city and they're hiring for promotions and uh, a few months later, I started that summer because I was still in school and then I got the job and I started in promotions and I absolutely loved it, loved working the events. Uh, they were tons of fun. And then I shadowed the morning show. I would go in and I connected with the on-air personalities and I'm like, gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. This is what I've been looking for. I just, it never came across my mind. And that's where it all started was uh, Odyssey, which US 99 and 104.3 Jams. That was back in 2019. Okay. Yeah, I worked there in the summer. It was like June of 2019 to March of 2020 when COVID happened. So what was it like to work there, though? Because those are major stations. That's a major company. I absolutely loved it. I I loved it. I love the people I work with. They're phenomenal there was, there was like a few promotions people, we would go into the office, you know, do the promotions work. But then we also did a lot of events on weekends, which was super fun because a lot of them were live broadcast. So I got to connect with some of the on-air personalities and ask them for advice. And they guided me, honestly, if it weren't for Odyssey hiring me, like, I really don't know like what career path I would have chosen, you know, like it just, it happened and I loved it. And the minute I walked in, I'm like, I absolutely love this. This is what I want to do. So thankfully for Odyssey, they gave me that uh, promotions job and it led me to my career. Well, specifically, can you just explain what you love about radio? Because a lot of people, I don't know how old you are. I'm assuming you're not 30 yet, but I'm 24. Okay. So I'm a, a lot of people say that younger people, quote unquote, younger people are not necessarily into radio. So why are you so passionate about radio? That's a good question. I, I love talking. (laughs) I love talking. I love creating content, uh, coming up with content, interacting with listeners. I love music. I absolutely love music, concerts, everything about it. So when I first thought of radio, I, 
was talking to my mom and my parents always told me, you know, you should do something where you can use your personality and something where you're talking and blah, blah, blah. And then I finally came, I was like radio it is. And I, I really, I really do love interacting with the listeners. That's like the biggest part, especially at events, uh, but also the music interviewing artists. And it's, it's people that don't work in radio, like it's so hard to explain like my love for it because I, it, it's a part of me. Like I, I couldn't imagine not doing this. It's what I do from like 4am to like seven o'clock at night. <laughs> um, What kind of music do you like? So I currently work at a hot AC station, but I love um, like pop country, alternative rock, like rap, R and B, hip hop, you name it. <laughs> I'm all over the board. I, I, you know, I worked at US 99 Country Jams, uh, which is throwback station. Now I'm at Hot AC. Uh, I was a promotions coordinator at uh, like Q101, 94.7 WLS. So I'm, I love all kinds of music. And when you were growing up, did you listen to radio? I did. I did. I grew up listening to a lot of uh, B96, The Mix, Kiss, you know, the ones that I, I grew up out here in Chicago, so I live right out like the northwest suburbs. And when you were growing up, did other people listen to radio too? Did your friends listen to it? You know what? They did. And I think about when, you know, I would be my parents in the neighborhood, they would carpool. And I think about when you would get into your friend's parents' car, always listening to the radio. Like when my friend, my neighbor would pick me up to go to high school, we were listening to the radio. You know, and now it's different because I, I'm 24 and a lot of people, you know, my age don't typically listen to radio anymore. Uh, but I mean, I'm trying, I'm getting my friends into it and they love it, but everyone's so used to the streaming, the, po- you know, podcasting is huge now, uh, Spotify, Apple music. But what I tell people is the thing with Spotify, listening to music off Spotify or Apple Music, you're not getting that interaction with, you know, that personality where I want my listener to feel like as if I'm their friend when they're pick dropping their kid off at school. Like I want them to feel like, you know, I'm right there with them. Whereas if you're listening to Apple Music and you're just listening to the music, you're not going to have that connection, you know. But do you think people care? Like when I was growing up, we did care, and even when I was older, I cared. Um, but do you think that other people do care about connecting with somebody? You know what? That's a great question. I ask a lot of great questions. Yeah, <laughs> you, do. you do. I said, you really do. I'm just wondering if it's like a habit that, you know, people have developed. What do you think? Honestly, it's music gets released and it become it's trending and it's hitting the charts. Honestly, you know, because of radio, someone will be like, oh, I heard this on the radio. But a lot of my friends also get their music from Spotify or Apple Music and they'll listen. Like when we were giving Taylor Swift tickets away, oh my gosh, we had people listening from all over the country, which is crazy. I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think it's more my parents, their friends, my aunts, my uncles, they love radio. I mean, cause that's what they grew up listening to. And so did my friends. But then when high school is when people started listening to Spotify and Apple music. So, I mean, that was what, like six years ago is when all that became popular. And in high school, you get your license and you start driving. And what are you listening to? Are you listening to the radio? Or are you listening to Spotify? Yeah. Are you talking about Spotify through the car? Are you talking about Spotify through the phone? 
uh, through the phone. Like if I were to listen, I have like a Spotify playlist. I'll just plug in my phone and it's, I have like, I have Spotify premium. Okay. So I can just play whatever music. I prefer listening to the radio, but I work in radio. So because the people, I mean, I'm just wondering if people are, if people want to hear people with the songs and, and connect with the personalities or they don't even know that exists. You know, I think if you find, if you find that connection with a personality where you can relate to their stories or their personal stories, what they're going through, people are more prone to listening to you. The more authentic you are, uh, you know, if they happen to tune in for five minutes and you're talking about a personal story and they're like, oh my gosh, the same thing happened to me. Like, and then, you know, you do a weekly update or a daily update, they're more prone to listening. But if you're just, you know, doing the basic, like trending, what's going on and not really being authentic and opening up. That's where I think the disconnection uh, starts. Well, how did you go from behind the scenes to on the air? I was at uh, Odyssey from June of 2019 to March of 2020. And then COVID happened. And then everyone, a lot of people in promotions were laid off. And then uh, I was finishing my senior year at college. So I went to Elmhurst University and I was trying to find a job. So I worked at the Illinois Media School for a little bit over a year what were you doing there? I was an education admin assistant. So I was in charge of the students' grades, making sure they're attending classes. It was it was a full-time job and it was I could connect with people that had the same passion as me. I wasn't doing radio, but it was it was a great experience. But uh 95 Will Rock, which is out in Gurney, they were hiring for a new morning show co-host back in May of 2021. I'm like trying to think of all the years. <laughs> they all blend together. Yeah. And I reached out. I had a lot of great people in the industry that put in a good word for me. I ended up doing nine auditions. Wow. I, I didn't get the gig, which uh, is totally okay. Like it was a really great experience. I love the people there. They were super supportive. And they were like, no matter what, you're going to get your foot in the door here at Alpha Media. Like we're going to help you. A few weeks later, I got an email from our general manager saying that 1023 XLC, the sister station right across the hall, is hiring for their afternoon afternoon show. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm totally interested. Like, whatever you need me to do, I'll send my resume. I went in, I did a few auditions, and then I did about like six auditions, and then I was hired. So I think it was with the help of all the great people that are in this industry that have had my back and put in a good word for me. Uh, that's how I was able to get it. I mean, doing afternoons. I, I At that point, I was 23, 20. Yeah, I was 23 when I got my first on-air gig doing afternoons. And then I picked up mornings in May, just nice. this past May. So I do afternoons and mornings. Nice. Now, how did, what is an audition? Like, I mean, what is, was each audition different? Or can you just describe what it is? So it's a full-on show. Like you're doing a, a full-on show. When I auditioned with uh, Will Rock, 95 Will Rock, I would do the news stories. I would have the content, uh, like help with the content. What else? Basically show prepping. You're doing the show full-on live. So from five to 10, I was there. And then uh, same thing with XLC. So you said like six or nine times. So are you doing six or nine different shows? Yeah. So I did, well, they're all the same, uh, but I just, I went different days because there was, there were a lot of people auditioning, uh, but I ended up, I, I can't remember. It was like eight or eight or nine auditions I did. 
And do they give you a breakdown or do you, is it spontaneous? Uh, so they're the, they have their segments uh, that, you know, after one day of doing, you kind of catch on to. So they would tell me what to prep, what to have. And I would come in and, and deliver it and hope I did well. <laughs> nice. And so how did you prep for that kind of stuff? At that point, I didn't, you know, there's the whole prep services, which I use, but I, I try and create my own content because so many stations are all using the same prep site. So I, I want to be a little bit more authentic, but basically you, you surf the web. So 95 will rock, they have like a happy hour. And so it was, you know, something funny and, you know, look up the most recent happy hours or funny stories or something that happened to you personally and something, you know, that you think the listeners would engage with because every, every station, every format has a different audience. So you have to adjust to the audience. So is that how you prep for the auditions? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically, they give you what you need, what the segments are and, and you create the content, you surf the web. Yeah. Because well, I'm back in the day, I mean, I've never worked in music radio, but people told me that they would get these things by mail, you know, prep services and jokes and everything because oh there was no God. internet. So yes, that's <laughs> what I heard. People used to like cut out stories from the newspaper. That's what people have told me. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I'm thinking, you know, gosh, it must make your job easier, but you have to really go deep to be different, you know, to get your content. Yeah. Now, when, oh, when, yeah. So when, when you do these bits or not bits, but you know, when you do these segments, how long is a segment? Usually if it's a long segment, like three minutes, you don't want to do anything like too long, usually like three to four minutes. Right now, my morning show, Eddie and I, we do a segment called Gen Edge and it's us competing, asking each other questions about our generation. Like I'm Gen Z. And so Eddie and I, they're, you know, we're from different generations. So we ask each other different questions and usually, you know, probably like four minutes tops, but we don't want to go like too long because people only have a certain amount of attention span. He's a total pro. How did you get with him? What's he like? I met him on the street one time and I asked him to do a podcast, but I never got in touch with him. He is the best. He's fantastic. One of my best friends. Wow. Nice. Yeah. A fantastic mentor. So Eddie and I connected before I got the job at XLC on Facebook. And then he messaged me. He's like, oh my gosh, like your content's great, the social media. And so we were just like going back and forth. And at that point I was looking for a second job uh, because I was only doing afternoons and I I wanted to make some more money. And uh, he's like, well, we are going to have a morning show opening. And they opened it. It was, you know, on the Alpha Media website and I applied and then I did two auditions, two or three auditions, and and they offered it to me because they want to make sure you have chemistry with the person. Gosh, he is really a pro. And I mean, what's what kind of things has what kind of advice has he given you? He the, the greatest thing about Eddie is he doesn't want you to change. Like, you know, he he want he's like, you do you, you be you, like, you know, he he wants the show to be authentic and relatable to our audience and we we just have so much fun we really do there's never we are so loud (laughs) we sometimes have to close our door because we laugh we're so loud but I mean we we have so much fun in the morning and 
you know, there's things that I'm learning because I, I just started on air in September of 2021. So it's only been a little over a year and, you know, I'll ask him questions or he'll give me guidance like, Hey, let's do this. But he's, he, he's really the best. And it's, I'm very grateful. Like, and I hope everyone in radio knows how grateful I am because it's a huge opportunity. And I know that so it takes, you know, I'm blessed and I'm fortunate because I know it can take a very long time to get to be on air. Yeah. Because that's what Brian Peck was saying about you, because I met other people who don't have a lot of experience and they're on the air and they're not like you. They're sort of, some of them are sort of entitled. They, I don't know. It's, it's not the same kind of attitude. And Brian kept saying, she's really incredible. She's so grateful. Aww. And I thought, wow, that's different. Love she's you, not Brian. like swelled and entitled or whatever. But, no, um, <laughs> no. Well, because they, they get a little thing and then they think they should be superstars or something. And I'm thinking, wow, oh, a lot yeah. of people pay their dues. So I know. Oh, I know. And that's why I, I do whatever I can to, if I need to board up or what, you know, on the weekends, I, I will do it because, you know, I, like I said, I, many people had to do 10 years of board up and, and I, and I get that. I totally understand. You know, I, I'm just, I'm very grateful and I would never take what I have for granted because it, like I said, it, it I mean, I could have been in my thirties, like still board hopping and yeah. waiting for that first on air gig. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. Now, so does Eddie set the tone of the show or how do you, how do you prep for that show? So we do our prep at night. I, you know, I'll do my brain, my brainstorm, my stories, creating content. And Eddie does, he's got stories. He does like the sports. He has the sports written out. We have total traffic. They do our traffic for us. I do my traffic in my afternoon show, but you know, we prep at night, we get there in the morning and we just go, you know, the, the best thing is just, just to, to go. I mean, we do, we do do our prep. We, you know, I have my Gen Edge questions written every night. Uh, he has his senseless survey questions written, his Gen Edge questions, whatever's going on. We have that prep the night before. Uh, I'll come up with stories the night before, but then also the morning when you wake up, there's even more stories. So I'll get those as well. And then sometimes it's it what what happens in the moment. You know, if something happens, you know, like real life, my sister was getting married and, you know, there were changes her, you know, we had her bachelorette. And so it would happen in the moment. And we, we would talk about that, you know, so we do our prep, but then it's also real life. You know, we want to be relatable. But now if somebody wants to build a studio, what do you suggest? The Roadcaster Pro. Okay. <laughs> I what love my, it's like a board. It's a board full on. You can have sound effects, pot up, put pot down. It's, it's really nice. I've had that. I got that is like a graduation gift because I had a, a podcast, which I want to pick that back up in, in the new year, uh, Monday motivation with Hannah B. But that's where it all started is my senior year was cut short with COVID. So my parents, um, my big graduation gift was the roadcaster and we built a nice little studio in there, which I'm very grateful for because that's before I was literally recording my podcast, talking into my phone. Yeah. I was a senior in college. I wasn't making much money. But what kind of mic do you have? I have the Rode Pod mic. Rode Pod. Okay. Yeah. And then what is, what's your studio? Like, how did you prepare your studio? I, sometimes I have to record with like a blanket over. So it doesn't sound so, you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's yeah, got to the dampen best. the sound, right? 
Yeah. I mean, I just got the basic desk. My dad actually drilled a hole into the desk. So I have an arm for my mic, the board, and then I even have a live on air sign. Uh, but I, I need more of a, like an enclosed area. You're listening to the Radio Girl Podcast with Margaret Larkin. And thanks to Jeff Davis, who's at jeffdavis.com. And Karen Shaler, who I did a three-hour live stream with last month, has a new Audible original called Once Upon a Christmas Carol. Go to Audible to listen. It is excellent. So when you, you you said you mentioned your sister. Now, when you're on the air, how do you know if it's okay to talk about your family and so forth? Oh, I just, I'm very authentic. And I, I have and a they don't very, mind? I have a very close family. Yeah. No, my, my sister, everything I say about them is great. I, I, I come from a very supportive, uh, a fantastic family. And everyone that knows me knows that I, my, my parents are like my biggest fans. Mm. So they're, they're totally, you know, we talked about my sister's wedding and, you know, things that go on in our life or the the Christmas decorations and what we're doing is together as a family on the weekends. Uh, so we're very close. So it's positive. I mean, it, they don't, you don't go, you don't talk about struggles or whatever. No, I mean, if there is, you know, anything like my sister's uh, husband, she got married in September. He had to go through two best mans. Like he had one best man, something happened, another best man. And so, you know, I talked about that and people are like, oh my gosh, did the, what happened? So when I come up, when I go to these events, they're like, what ended up happening? Did he get that best? Like what happened? You know, so people get invested in your personal stories. And so, so they don't mind your family doesn't mind. No, no. And uh, no, back to Eddie, did, does he ever tell you about how radio used to be? He used to be um, majorly huge on B96. Yes. Does he ever talk to you about what it used to be like? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You guys had to use, um, carts. Yeah. I didn't use it, but yeah, I I'm not, yeah. cause I got into radio later, but yeah. The, uh, the physical carts. Yeah. 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 It was way different, way different. Just, that's what I heard. <laughs> but did he also talk about, um, did he also describe what the business was like and so forth? Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's way different now because it's all, now radio is becoming more digital and back then there was barely any social media right. which is so crazy to think about it's like how did you promote what you're giving away or how did you promote your show well, yeah that's so crazy to me because the show was promoted through other shows and it was also promoted through tv and also through billboards there was no internet so it was promoted through um newspapers and so forth that's crazy <laughs> but i think that's so cool like, honestly, I wish we still social media is awesome. I, I love it. I love TikToking and Instagramming. But I feel like if we were still back in the 80s or the 90s, a lot more people would obviously be listening to radio because that's all there was at that time. There wasn't streaming platforms. Right. But I mean, the concept of media, though, has changed so much throughout the years because radio used to be the only one, you know, the mm -hmm. only outlet. And then there were, and then before that was newspapers and so forth. So, I mean, digital, it's really about content because it's different platforms. Plus it's broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Right. But do you feel, is it hard to keep up with all the outlets, you know, to create your content and so forth? On uh, TikTok and Instagram? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Which you like better, TikTok or Instagram? I like Instagram. I, I do love TikTok. I do love TikTok, but 
Instagram is where I have my my following. That's I've I've had that account since I was in sixth grade. Obviously, it's different now. It's it's Hannah B on air, but I, I've I've grown up with that Instagram since sixth grade now. I and I love TikTok. Absolutely love it. Eddie and I are on there TikToking together. Nice. <laughs> I have him doing dances and stuff. But my my favorite one that where my following is is Instagram. And I think that's important because a lot of the people that are following me are people my age. So when I post in my Instagram story and I'm like, here's the link, tap here to listen, all they have to do is click the link and they can listen to our show. So what is it like to be in broadcasting and be on social media? Like, uh, do you feel you have to be different in each one? Oh, no, no. However I am on air is how I am in person and how I am on social media. I, I want to be, you know, genuine. I want to be who I am. I'm not going to portray myself as someone I'm not on the air, someone I'm not on social media. Whatever you see is, is what you're going to get on all platforms, whether it's on the airwaves, off the airwaves, at an event, on Instagram, that's me. And then what do you think, why do you think people are not authentic like that? Because social media is, it's got that stigma where everyone has to portray that you know, everything's perfect. Everything has to be perfect. And that's, that's our society is when people are on social media, they, they want everyone to see the, the perfectness, right? But the more you're authentic and relatable and, you know, like I was openly, my mom, she was diagnosed with breast, breast cancer when I was three years old. And one of my endorsements is an ice cream place. And we, I pitched this idea I'm like, it's breast cancer awareness month. Why don't we go, you know, pink for breast cancer awareness month, Susie swirl. Uh, I got in a banana costume. It was let's go bananas for breast cancer awareness. They had a Hannah banana, strawberry banana flavor. And that was all over social media. I'm like, I'm doing this. My mom was, you know, a survivor. She suffered, she conquered, she made it through. And I want to help those that are affected. So what, what were people's reactions? It's inspiring to people. It's, it's inspiring, especially, you know, if they, uh, hopefully I inspire people to share their stories and so they don't feel alone. And, and that's the goal, right? Especially if you're on air and someone's listening and they're like, I know someone going through cancer and it's very difficult, especially I was, I mean, I was just three years old. So I hope it was inspiring. I hope it encouraged other people to, you know, go out there in the community and help make a difference. And also when you, um, when you're on the air, okay. So it's your voice. And then when you're on social media and do you do videos? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So where are your videos? Uh, mainly Instagram and TikTok. Okay. I, and Facebook, I usually post them on all platforms. Okay. Some of them are goofy videos, me teaching Eddie a dance, a TikTok <laughs> dance. Some are fun videos where we were giving away Ed Sheeran tickets and Eddie had a reddish orange wig on. And it's just, I love creating this stuff in my, I can create this stuff in my sleep and I wake up and I'm like, we're doing this. Some are just, Hey, um, actually I have a few from the boutique where I do like a little fashion show of all different things that they, women can buy at the boutique, all different kinds of things. A lot of them are promotions, 
promoting the station, promoting our shows. And some of, some of them are for my endorsements as well. And then what's your podcast? You said you're not doing it right now. Monday motivation with Hannah B, which I, my goal is to start in the beginning of the new year. I just been, I've been so busy that I want to be consistent with it where I don't want to do one and then wait another two months. I want to do it every week. Like that's what I used to do. But Monday motivation with Hannah B goes back to when I was in college and that's what my show was. And it's just all about spreading positivity, talk a little bit about mental health, you know, something good that's going on that day, something, you know, it's it's just, it's supposed to be uplifting. So I started that when I graduated college, started the podcast, transitioned it, and I would bring on a guest and maybe something that happened in their life that was powerful and would make a difference in someone else's life. I would talk about their story if they were comfortable with it or I had a lot of radio personalities on and it was kind of like Hannah B chasing the dream and they would give me advice. What can I do? So I stopped that. It's been, it's been a while now and I've been wanting to go back to doing it. It's just on at weekends I have events. So, and and I want it to be good. You know, I don't want to just do it to do it and it doesn't sound right. Or, you know, you got to have that that work-life balance. And I want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm refreshed and ready Monday mornings for my morning show. So uh, when events start to slow down, I definitely want to pick that back up. And um, when you, when the people were, well, first of all, who did you interview who's in radio for your podcast? Oh, there were, I, I've had a, a lot of people from uh, B96, Jams, US 99, some people from like across the US. I, I love, I go to like morning show boot camp. I, I'm like a nerd for all that stuff. I love that stuff. Uh, so I, I, I've interviewed people. I did camp broadcast. If, uh, Sam Alex, he has like a, a syndicated show. He runs camp broadcast. Uh, so I interviewed him. Uh, some of my friends that were teachers when it was like back to school season. Just a lot of different, yeah, <laughs> people. Nice. And uh, what's some advice that people gave you that you can remember? Uh, there were so many different. I actually have a whole notebook you know, don't fear failure, go after it and and don't, and don't stop. Take a chance. You might have to go out of your comfort zone. Just, just be you and be authentic. Don't change who you are. Just be you, be your positive, upbeat self. And, and don't be afraid to put yourself out there, take chances and, and, and network. Networking is huge. And that's something I would tell my students when I worked at the media school. And I still tell them, it's, it's huge. It's, if you know someone that knows someone that knows someone and, and you have a good reputation, you're, you're good. You know, you don't want to burn bridges. You don't want to burn bridges, especially in this industry, because it's so big, but yet it's so small that everyone knows everyone. And when you said, you know, you said in your podcast, you were talking about being positive. What are some, what's some pieces, what, what's some advice you have for people to be positive? There were a few different episodes where, you know, if you're having a rough day, what I would tell people is, you know, the minute you wake up, think of three things that you're grateful for, or, uh, the minute you're saying, Oh gosh, I'm so bad at this. Like, gosh, you know, you have to say three positive things about yourself to make up for that one negative comment that you made or spreading kindness. The more you spread kindness to other people, the better you feel about yourself, right? Like, if, if you do something and you make someone's day a random act of kindness, like that puts you in a good mood because you see someone else smiling and making their day. 
why put someone else down when it's just going to put you in a crummy mood? You're not becoming a better person by making someone else feel bad. And so that's, I've always just been a very positive, like spread kindness, treat others the way you want to be treated. And that that's the message I wanted to get across, especially during COVID when it was such a, a negative and it just, it wasn't a good time for anyone. People were losing their jobs. I was in college. I was really bummed. I couldn't enjoy my senior year. Um, I was a college athlete and I I didn't play softball my senior year when I wanted to focus on radio, but there wasn't even a season. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's important to have that outlet where people can feel, I want to listen to this. It puts me in a good mood. Have you um, learned anything, but from by being, from being an athlete that you've applied to the rest of your life? Oh, yes. Like what? <laughs> yes. Well, I broke my thumb in the alumni game. So thumbs up for that. Oh, gosh. That was about a, two months ago. But definitely, I mean, it's the same thing. Don't feel, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Don't, you know, you can't, it's okay to fail. That's how you make your mistakes, right? I've made plenty of errors on the field. Did I beat myself up? Yeah. I'm like, if I wouldn't have made that error, we probably would have made the game, but okay. It was a team effort. Right. And now that I look back and think about it, I'm now in my twenties and I think about how much I used to like beat myself up. If we lost a game, it it didn't affect me in the long run. Right. But you know, team effort, I was on a team with, it was 24 girls in college and that's, it plays a huge role in, you know, working hard, determination, dedication, being an athlete was almost like having another job. I was a full-time student, an athlete, and I worked. I was a waitress. So it's it was a lot, but I chose it because I'm it was very passionate and softball will always hold a special place in my heart. How do you how do you train? I have a lot of respect for athletes. How do you condition? So we had morning workouts and lifting, conditioning, um, sprinting. We did a lot of running a lot of lifting, uh, a lot of practices, a lot of practices and in, in games. You know, our season is in the spring, but it, it's basically repetition, right? I mean, there were times where we had practices until midnight and I had 8 a.m. classes and I commuted to Elmhurst. I didn't live on campus, but I still have that. I love working out. When I graduated, I did kickboxing and for a few years and now I do CrossFit. So it's, it's still a part of me. I just, I like that intense, you know, like, let's go. (laughs) But how long did you do, when did you start doing sports? I started playing softball when I was seven. So you're already used to being fit because you were working out so many years. Yeah. I I mean, when I was really little, you know, I did basketball, softball, soccer. I did competition cheer. I did a little bit of everything. My parents put me in dance, you know, to figure out what I wanted. And then in middle school, I was like, I want to do softball all the time. So my dad and I went to the batting cages almost every single day because I wanted to make a full-time travel team. And I was determined to do it. So one year, I literally spent the entire year uh, practicing, bunting, slapping, hitting, pitching, throwing. And then the following year, I I made a full-time travel team. Now, so when, okay, so you're doing radio now, it sounds like you're really busy and it sounds like you're really enjoying it and tell Eddie, ask Eddie, I can please interview him because I did contact him years ago when I met him on the street and I don't know what happened, but, um, but you know, you're doing all this stuff now. 
And do you have a vision for what you want to do in the future? You know, it's so funny because so many people ask me that. The, th- the thing is, is I, I'm doing what I, I wanted to do. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. And I, I, I love being on air and I, I really can't picture myself doing anything else. So I, I want to do on air for as long as I can, wherever it is. It's, I, I, I love it. And it's, it's a huge part of me. It's, I can be myself. And I, it's funny because when I, they, they interviewed me for the alumni or with the prospect magazine at Elmhurst, they asked me the same question. And I tossed around the idea. I'm like, maybe a program director. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll see. I'll see what the future brings. But right now I, I know that I always, I really want to always do on air. It's, it's my happy place. Nice. And then um, do you have any advice for people who want to be in radio? Yeah, absolutely. Networking is huge. It is huge. What I did is when I was starting to network or when I would bring people on my podcast, networking, branding, and I mean, going out of your comfort zone and, and don't be afraid to fail. Branding, I when I was doing Monday Motivation with Hannah B., I had merchandise. I had, uh, it was hashtag nothing but positive vibes, which I still use. Uh, I had wristbands. I had chapsticks that had Hannah B. on air, nothing but positive vibes with my logo. And I ended up partnering with a family who the, the younger daughter has a rare disease called neurofibromatosis. And then a portion of the proceeds of the merchandise went to the tumor, the children's tumor foundation to, you know, spreading the positive vibes. And we did a fundraiser at a local restaurant where 10% of everyone's meal went. So branding is huge because it portrays who you are. Networking is another huge key, whether it's reaching out, sending those emails, asking a program director or an on-air talent, Hey, can I, can I give you a phone call? Like I I'm, I'm someone that's interested in the industry. I would love to pick your brain. I done that a handful of times, uh, schedule a zoom via blah, blah, blah for a coffee. And, you know, sell the person five bucks and coffees on you or something. There's, there's many different things that I did, uh, handwritten thank yous every time I would interview someone or someone would give me the time where I could ask them questions. I would handwritten, write them a thank you, put Hannah B merchandise in there because I'm very old school. (laughs) I'm, I know I'm 24, but I I'm very like handwritten thank yous. Like that's just the way I am. But networking was what really helped me attending those conferences and not being afraid to put myself out there. And how does somebody figure out their brand? Because you said, when you say branding, do you mean marketing or do you mean? Yeah. So marketing yourself, like you got your, your radio girl shirt on, right? It's it's branding. You're branding your, your brand. (laughs) So it's basically marketing. And that's why I just got Eddie V and I stickers to hand out at remotes that show our showtime and our logo. And I got Hannah B on air ones. And I think that, you know, people carry that sticker or that wristband and they'll see your social media handle and they'll follow you. And then they follow you and they see what you're up to. It could be a random person. There were so many times where I was wearing my nothing but positive vibe shirt at the mall 
And this woman's like, oh, what is that for? And I told her, and then I had the QR code on my phone. I'm like, all you have to do is scan this QR code and it'll bring you to my podcast. And then um, how do people figure out, let's say they don't, they're not sure what they want to do. You, you figured out your, um, your name and the idea for your podcast, but how does somebody arrive at that? What they want to do? So I think it's, I did a branding workshop when I worked at the media school. You have to find something that you're passionate about. If you're passionate about sports, base your brand on sports. If you're passionate about cooking, base your brand on cooking. If you're passionate about fashion, do it on fashion. And that's where you kind of have to get those creative, like you got to get that creative brain going. What is a creative name I can do? If I'm Hannah and I like fashion, what, what can I do with that? Right. Or if I'm Hannah and I like being positive, you know, I, it just, it happened that my radio show was on a Monday and I'm like, I'm going to do Monday motivation with Hannah B. And then it just, I was like sending you nothing but positive vibes. And then I just was like, hashtag nothing but positive vibes. I'm going to do that. And it, you, you have to really find something that you love to do. You love to talk about and fits you and fits your personality. Obviously I'm not going to be Hannah B talking about like, I, I don't know, like current events, like, like, yeah, sad, that's like not, war and so forth. Yeah. That's not me. Right. And um, also another thing is um, when, you know, there are people who have these facades and they act a certain way because they feel they have to present. So either they present themselves as really, they present themselves as somebody else because they don't either, they don't know who they are or they're afraid to show their authentic self. So let's say somebody's like that. What kind of advice do you have for people to not be afraid to show their authentic self? Starting in the industry that is another piece of advice people told me was be you, be authentic, because people will see right through you, especially if you're on the air and then you're out in an event and you're completely different. People aren't going to want to listen to that. That's true. There, yeah, there's some people who are so bubbly and so forth and, you know, even on TV and then you meet them and they're not like that. It's like, yikes, is that a facade or what's up with that? Right. And I, I could never be like that. And that's, it was just at Kia, Hawkins and Kia and the listeners were like, oh my gosh, like you're totally how you are on air. It, and I'm like, yeah, I would hope. <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change who I am. That, 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 that's just not fair to the listener. And that's not fair to myself. That wouldn't be fair to Eddie. I'm me. And you don't, you should not have to change who you are to fit a format, to fit a station. Or even if that's on socials, like you just be you. Now, what about people in real life? So you're talking about radio, then you're talking about social media. What about people who are just afraid? Like they go to some gathering, they're just afraid to be authentic with other people. What would I, what advice would I give them? Yeah. Because some people are, they're afraid to be vulnerable or to mm -hmm. not seem cool. So they act a certain way. Hmm. You got me thinking on that one. <laughs> I think growing up, I mean, in middle school, that's where everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm changing. I have braces. Like, and I'd go out to family events and I was super quiet. I was, I was a very quiet girl. I was very quiet up until I was in high school. Was that just your right. personality? Yeah. I was, I was, I wasn't like extremely quiet, but I wasn't that person in class that was like, oh, me, 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 me. That wasn't me. And then I got in high school and I, I taught, I was a chatty Kathy. I talked a lot. And, you know, I just came out of my shell. I, I one day I just, I'm like, I want to be, I want to surround myself with people that want to be around me. Like, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. If I feel uncomfortable around someone else, then 
I, like I shouldn't then why am I associating myself with them if that makes sense yeah you know what I mean like you should associate yourself with people that make you feel good that make you feel positive and good about yourself and if you're second guessing what other people are thinking about you then that that's not healthy so anything else you'd like to say if there's anything you get out of this episode it's just it's really be you and you know don't take anything for granted and and don't be afraid to to go after what you want if you're not happy what you're doing now make that change now before the new year and start that new year doing something you love let me know what you think. Email me at margaret at radiogirl.us. You can also call or text me at 716-202-TALK. That's 8255. And like the Radio Girl Facebook page. You can find out about who's coming up next, see pictures, listen to audio, and more.